I'm not saying they're stupid. I like China. I just sold an apartment for $15 million to somebody from China. Am I supposed to dislike them? Welcome to episode 7 of the Gristle Digest, the weekly podcast that is entirely inflation-proof in the event of Britain leaving the EU and completely free of Franco-German influence in the event that Britain stays in. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm Arup Sen and this, today is the 15th of May and I'm joined as ever by my good friend Paul Moss. How's it going, Paul? It's going pretty well. It is going pretty well. Literally zero complaints again. <laughs> that's, that's, uh... I think that's every week in a row now. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, the drugs are working. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, top stories this week. Uh, we're all going on a autumn holiday. No more school or redundancy fines for me and you. Uh, the, the British public have been stocking up on suntan lotion and packing their bags following a high court ruling uh, that a man refusing to pay a fine for holidaying during school term was correct to do so. This has opened the door to the possibility of cheaper holidays for all, according to many of the newspapers. Uh, news of the High Court ruling was less welcome at several holiday resorts across the Mediterranean, with one Cypriot hotel owner slaughtering his entire family and himself, <laughs> lest he suffer the prospect of dealing with Brits all year round. Uh, that might not have happened. The ruling was handed down on what really was a Friday the 13th for the travel industry, and it provided the possibility... Uh, the only ever opportunity, really, for broadsheet travel correspondents to become authors of front-page news pieces. Uh, the independent newspaper and sometimes BBC travel correspondent Simon Calder is alleged to have walked into his local town looking for a punch-up and a shag following an unprecedented level of demand for his services. Um, that's, yeah, that, that may not have happened. <laughs> yeah, it, it just as well may have. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Next story. Tumultuous times for Tories and London leader Lambeth's Labour. Uh, Westminster is currently a war zone as politicians from both Britain's major parties are firing rounds of criticism at each other from across the bows. But these insults aren't being directed at the opposing parties. They are being fired at themselves. First, uh, Friday saw Prime Minister, uh, former Prime Minister and Tory MP John Major, or Sir John as he is now known, uh, issue a strident denunciation of senior Tory politicians' stance on Brexit. Sir, Duncan, uh, Sir John has accused Ian Duncan Smith, Boris Johnson, and puppet out of a Stephen King film, Michael Gove, of exaggerating <laughs> the case for leaving, adding that Gove probably fancies cats anyway. Again, that might not have. <laughs> Again, just. just... <laughs> Might as well be true as well. <laughs> just impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, across the benches in Corbyn's crap farm, Labour MPs, keen not to be outdone by their Tory foes, are at it as well. The newly elected mayor of London turned on his party's leader, saying that he needs to remember how to win an election. Cor- Corbyn is reported to replied, Yeah, I bet you think you're well hard now, don't you? Hey? Hey? Khan? Hey? Um, final story. Turkish president and rising political comedy star Recep Erdogan has accused the West of caring more about gay and animal rights than Syria. In a bizarre outburst during a, a speech in northwest Turkey, Erdogan also accused the West of professing a uh, possessing a mindset remnant of slavery and colonialism. <laughs> Erdogan's comments were amidst a standoff with the EU regarding restrictions on Turkish visa applications, which currently prevent Turkish citizens from travelling freely in the EU. It's not clear what prompted Erdogan's comments, but many are spe- speculating that he was watching documentaries on Netflix about animal rights and gays and couldn't find any about Syria. 
So that's this week's stories, Wowzers. Paul. What a... uh, first one, you know, holidays yeah. for us all. Um, for us, mm-hmm. for people like you and I, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not much of a change, is it? Because I think when we were young um, and at school, etc. Yeah, it wasn't such a big deal. You could it? kind of do yeah. this. I mean, I did this. Like, you did, I remember. To... Yeah. <laughs> do it all the time shit in your education your education did not suffer as a result i remember that much did okay yeah. did all right in the end but it was like um no i mean yeah my family are from oh i've got family in you know in india so we used to go and visit them a lot and uh yeah it, it wasn't a wasn't ever a problem but it it became you know it was it became illegal mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to do that i think in the early noughties so uh, this is effectively overturned that I, d- I don't know um, if it's going to make a huge difference, really. But they, they sort of feel that it's going to possibly lead to cheaper holidays. That, that, that's nice. a good thing. If I can uh, if I could possibly take a moment to speak for all parents. Uh, <laughs> Do it. Official spokesman for parents. I think it's a good thing. I do, let's, yeah. The case in, in the example is it's just one of those things. You just look at it case by case. If the kid's never at school, then yeah, yeah. like get involved. Yeah. But that kid had like perfect attendance. Um, was going to like Florida for a week or two weeks. Who cares? Right. Quite a big deal. Like eight yeah, years old, know, what are you going to miss? Literally nothing. You're going to go for like yeah. a foreign land for two weeks and, and be a better person for the experience. I hope it does lead to some slightly comedy things. I'm sure in the it future, will. Yeah, I can yeah, imagine yeah. there's lots of people yeah. who are going to try and take advantage of it. Just sort of <laughs> dad from Wiltshire <laughs> takes kids on nine month journey, you know. <laughs> trip of a lifetime uh following high court ruling but uh, kids miss yeah. year four <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm back in val d'azer <laughs> but come back absolutely sick at snowboarding um yeah it's 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 probably not yeah it's it, we'll, we'll see what happens i mean i think apparently people are already getting confused about it so some schools are a bit like do we are we meant to what the hell what's going on in, in this case like it, the fine that they levied out or that he refused to pay was like a hundred and something pounds 160 pounds 160 yeah. pounds and it went to the high court yeah yeah and he if he had lost he would have faced uh charge around about twenty five thousand pounds i think in, in, what in, costs. Yeah, in like court fees yeah. and everything like that had he have lost that's and, what uh, uh, that's what the chap would have paid <laughs> for hundreds well fair play to him yeah. one. i mean it, it, i think he's he's obviously fighting on a principle and that's actually if he's done you know he's effectively doing that for everyone else out there so it's actually quite cool um next story uh yeah just what's going on in westminster bruv oh, uh mate, everyone is like bro. murking each other bro right it's nothing but beef in it like you get me? everyone is like you is a dick you're a bellend you is rubbish um i mean it starts starting with uh, the tories um not only is uh the, the kind of brexit debate bordered it, i mean it's not just bordering on the insane it's gone into the capital of insane oh, yeah. and set up a building with a flag on top i mean what people are talking about it's ridiculous yeah. it, i mean so first you had the sort of um so boris johnson uh, no sorry it's david cameron firstly wasn't it? it um insinuating that if britain left the eu and if the eu uh was was disbanded or something you would you would effectively get world war three yeah, and and plague and plague Be- and plague plague, plague and world war three yeah. uh which is quite extreme yes. and then you had uh boris johnson on the other side saying that um the eu as a project was effectively the same idea as what hitler had <laughs> some good level-headed arguments from both sides i mean brilliant to see unbelievable i mean boris johnson's as well makes me laugh because it's on the basis that he wanted to sort of take over the of Europe, Europe would be united under one power. Yeah. 
that I mean, if you take that basis as big, okay, well, that's what the EU EU is. Therefore, anything like that is is the same. Then you know, it's not just that. Not oh, the EU is the same, isn't it? And yeah, exactly. I mean, any. Uh... I mean, and also it could be any. It's not just Hitler, is it? It's like any comedy villain. It's like the EU is the same as what Doctor Evil was trying to do, and it's the same as what Lex Luthor was trying to do, and the same as what I don't know, Pinky and the Brain were trying to do. It's just like what a ridiculous kind of absolutely insane, isn't it? Although if if everything isn't is indeed Hitler, it does mean that every internet argument ever has actually been right. Because they'll they'll well, kind of end up at, as Hitler is Hitler. like the default position. Like, Unbelievable. Um, and then. In, on the on the labour on the labour camp, it's been sort of uh, Sadiq Khan, uh, one week into the job, two weeks into the job, I suppose, as uh, uh, London Mayor, yeah. uh, knives out already. Rounding on Corbyn, yeah. uh, but uh, he sort of said he said that Corbyn needs to remember how to win an election oh. and stop running around. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Oh you no! Oh no! You didn't. Drop the Khan. mic, fam. Drop the mic. <laughs> shit! You didn't, Khan. Oh my god. But, um, and Corbyn, Corbyn was on the Andrew Marsh show, not the Andrew Marsh show, the Robert Peston show. Yeah, yeah, this, this morning. morning I hear, yeah. Um, and I actually saw a bit of that. Yeah. He actually initially came across quite well. Yeah. But when it, whenever he tries to riff, mm. just sort of like riff off, off script kind of thing, he does so badly. And, um, <laughs> and also he refused to admit that he was middle class, like it was some sort of sin. You know, like he was kind of like, it was <sighs> bizarre. He was like, oh God, how can you say that? That is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous insinuation. You're, def- you're, no. you're the leader of a major political party. Political you're party. definitely at least middle class. Like, there's no... And also, what's the problem? Yeah, like, what's where, the problem? why do you have shame that? Where the... You don't have to be... just be, Even if yeah. your party purports to speak for the masses, it doesn't mean you have to be wearing a flat cap and coming out of a mine at, f- you yeah. know what I mean, five o'clock in the evening. You're all right, and- I'm off to do me politics now. I mean, it, it's it's fine, Jeremy, but no, he he went mental. Yeah, he's but, uh, uh, bonkers, isn't he? Bonkers. <laughs> but he's sort of um, he's got a one. The Labour came out of the by-election, I think, with one a one percent lead. I think in the polls they've got a one percent lead mm. over the Tories at the moment. And at this time, in the last sort of electoral cycle under Miliband, they had an eight-point lead. Wow! And he was pretty unpopular. <laughs> Uh, so it, it it does make you wonder how how it's going to be for for Corbyn in in four years time and whether or not he'll even be there in twenty twenty when they. I, the I can't see it. I can't. There's been this amount of disarray within a party. How how's? But at the same time, look at the Tories. Yeah, it's I mean, ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's the one time where all all literally Labour have to do in order to more or less guarantee the next election and just surge is not be shit. That's it. Yeah. He, the, just put your silly little squabbles aside or like have them behind closed doors present a united front and just point at the tory party and you'd walk it i mean and likewise the tories in order to like maintain yeah. and, and their position just don't be shit at the moment british politics is like um heavyweight boxing it's just so crap <laughs> you know what i mean like it's so easy to win yeah you just have to not be shit that's it and yet and yet, people are still managing not to win. Like a clinch um, fight, that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, final story, Paul. Uh, Turkish president just going oh, a bit crazy. Love like, this guy. Yeah, he's had a few little uh, comments over the years. Comedy Mr. gold. Mr. Erdogan. Comedy gold. Um, interesting approach uh, to dealing with 
the Syria issue. I mean, he's got a point in that, you know, the EU... Do you know, he's actually probably right. People genuinely do got... care more about... I, I think he's. I think he might be right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think, I think if, you, if you put Westerners on a polygraph yeah. and polled them, yeah, like, he might have hit the nail on the head. Yeah, like mo- not most people, but a lot of people you speak to are, <laughs> are of, the, of the mind, essentially, that just fuck Syria. That's not our problem. And just, like, yeah, it's not a problem. Whereas gays and animal rights. Yeah, like it, that, that's a nice trendy thing to post about on Facebook, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, what a cynical view of. <laughs> cynical view by Erdogan. Yeah, yeah. On this day in history, so um, today is the fifteenth of May. I was going to say something about Quantum Leap, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I pulled out at the last minute. Got a bit of like, uh, Quantum Leap, um, Quantum Leap shyness. Yeah. I was going to make a joke about pulling out at the last minute and I pulled out of that as well. Oh, it's just, <laughs> hey, it's just going all oh. wrong. Um, but anyway, today is the 15th of May and um, last week was the 9th of May. Uh, last week's facts, if you remember, Paul, they involved um, performance <laughs> artists dying. Oh, yeah. yeah being killed, murdered. Yeah. Murdered. During a performance. Deaded. Yeah, deaded. Um, and it was uh, three. the three facts were the first one was 1891 actor Walsingham Lagarde uh, being poisoned during the interval of, pl- of a play he was starring in uh, fact number two was in 1902 uh, footballer Harold Gandal Goff died uh, after being beaten to death by fans during a half time uh, match, uh, sorry half time break of a football match he was playing in and the final fact was in 1919 musician James Reese Europe was uh, stabbed to death by a band member during the intermission of a show he was playing and I think you went for Walsingham Lagarde Lagarde I, yeah, I went for the actor, yeah, actor uh, Lagarde. Uh, unfortunately Paul it was actually the musician oh. James oh. Reese Europe he's actually a, yeah he's quite a prominent jazz musician apparently uh, from the oh. And I'm a big fan of jazz. I should have. I've let jazz. Down. Let, let jazz Sorry. from the Sorry, from jazz. the 1919 era <laughs> down. Quite early. The best time. Um, yeah, he was stabbed by a band member during an intermission of a show. There was a disagreement Jesus. over wow. fees, um, and they had apparently had a kind of the disagreement had bubbled over into the actual performance, uh, into the, in the run up to uh, the intermission, and then during the intermission quotes uh and this is uh quotes from a journalist at the time it got live bruv <laughs> it got live Impressive. professor green yeah professor green was there amazing. bruv 1919 yeah it got live <laughs> bruv shanked him man was like oh no and then um, oh man you shanked, me you shanked him and then they turned on the lights you know what i'm saying it was like, oh no lights um, but yeah, so that was uh, so that was that was James Reese Europe. Um, That's amazing, brilliant. What a shocker! Times. I imagine it was a, an improvised staff. Yeah, exactly. Being, uh, being <laughs> of a jazz nature. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, my oh my goodness! Uh, this week's facts, Paul. Uh, Yo, 15th bring it up. May. Um, yep. Fact number one: In 1460. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. The theme is uh, sort of peasant riots. Ah. Um, we sort of had a similar one. Uh, a few weeks back, but um, it just seems to be that in in history, notable events often involve peasant riots. So these these, yeah. these may turn up again in the future. Um, but yeah, this, these are peasant riots related to foodstuffs. And uh, it's uh, fact number one in 1462, political turmoil in Tippelplatzen, 
100 miles south of Berlin, led to the sausage and potato riots in which 70 (laughs) peasants were hanged. Um, In 1492, fact number two, in 1492, an economic crisis in Kennemerland in northern Holland led to the bread and cheese riots in which 200 peasants were killed. Fact number three, uh, in 1496, a new tax by landlords in Balzac, southern France, led to the garlic and tomato riots in which two peasants Ooh. twisted their ankles. Yeah. <laughs> in France, innit? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you reckon, Paul? Um, well. It's bread and cheese, oh, sorry, sausage and potato riots in Tippleplatz and bread and cheese riots in Kennemerland or garlic and tomato riots in Balzac. In uh, in Balsack, Balsack. I it's pronounced. <laughs> I think you'll find the French pronounce it. I, I believe they call it Balsack. I think they know um, Balsack when they see one. Um, wowzers, that uh, is a dilly of a pickle. Um, sausages and potatoes. Would would I write for sausage and potatoes? Well, depends how yes, good either of them are. Is the answer? Yeah, I Quite would. Possibly. I would. Bang <laughs> um, are you kidding? Yeah, would I fight for bread and cheese if I was hungry enough? I certainly would. A cheese sandwich is um, the first thing I'd have. Yeah, exactly. After that fight. Gee, that's, a, that's a staple, isn't it? Cheese sandwich. Could you give that up? <laughs> Could you give that um, <laughs> Could you? I don't know. Should, should you have to? Yeah. No. Fight for your, fight for your cheese fight sandwiches. Cheese, yeah. uh, and the last one was what? Tomato and garlic? and tomato. Um, it is uh, like, you know, uh, very important. It is not because if you had not got them, it's... Uh, How are you going to make something tomatoey and nice and garlicky without those two things? It is like fundamental. So I've made my mind up, okay, and I've I've put myself uh, in the mind of these peasants and what would rile me up the most, and uh, I'm going with sausages and, and potatoes because it's the heartiest meal. Hearty. I feel. I feel with the others, bread and cheese is more of a snack. <laughs> yeah. Tomato and garlic is more of a more of, more of an ingredient. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a sauce. You know, it's, uh, it's it's not a meal. It's an addition, but you can't, you know, you can't you live on garlic tomatoes and alone. Yeah, bangers and mash. So sure. I'm going. I'm going sausage. Sausage and tomato. Sausage side. and potato. Yeah. Well, Paul's going to sausage, <laughs> sausage and potato. Answers next week. Beam run a white van. <laughs> Just call me the neighbourhood big man. Oi, oi! Oh, crap. Oi, oi, hey, Roop, hey, Roop, come here, Ugh. come here. Every bloody day, what? Oi, oi, go play knockdown ginger on that ass over there. What, that one over there? Why? Well, because the guy who lived there is a bleeding wanker. What? I don't care. Oi, 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 why don't you set some fireworks off at his ass for me? What? No way. Oh, and I've got some illegal ones in my garage. Go on. Oi, I'll give you some dirty mags. No, I don't want to set off illegal fireworks at that man's house for some dirty mags. Oh, well, what was that? Because you was having some curry. <laughs> See you later, eh, Root? Be lucky. The Moss Report. Uh, this week... I have been pinching myself in the desperate hope of stirring from what I am still praying is all just one long nightmare or a practical joke that's got way out of hand. (laughs) This week I'm talking Trump. Um, Donald Trump, old Trumpo, uh, Trump is is now the presumptive Republican candidate for the presidency of the United States of America. That's a that's a thing. That's that's actually happened. That is officially 
the world we live in. <laughs> Donald Trump. You know, you know Donald Trump from uh, from The Apprentice and racism. <laughs> yes, yes, that Donald Trump is potentially the next leader of the free world. Well, well, we had a good run, didn't yeah. we? Uh, we all knew it wouldn't last, but you know, over the last hundred and fifty to, to two hundred thousand years, we haven't done yeah. too badly. If we and they did the find old, water on Mars, so you never know. Right. Exactly, exactly. We've uh, we've had a decent innings. But that's it. We are out. You know, the dinosaurs had a meteorite, and uh, it looks like we've got Donald Trump, uh, which is at least a uh, some more creative yeah. finish, if you uh, if you ask a me. A toupee wearing creative uh, finish. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I think as, as you know, a species of post-apocalyptic mutants rise out of the ashes of humanity and take charge of the uh, the scorched wasteland we leave behind. Do you know what? As I think they look back, they won't judge us too harshly. Uh, you know, fire, the wheel, music art, uh, internet porn, the Big Mac, and what is often hailed as the greatest of man's creations, democracy. Um, however, in doing so, it does look like we've sealed our own fates here. Uh, <laughs> now, I could go on for, for hours, literally at days, weeks, months, about the absurdity and the terror of Donald Trump's uh, potential presidency. Literally everything he says makes you simultaneously laugh like a madman and then shit your pants as thousands of people cheer for what is an actual madman. Uh, one particular Trump tale this week that was caught my attention as just when you thought this ridiculous situation couldn't possibly get any more far-fetched, out steps a racist butler demanding Barack Obama be lynched. Oh, there uh, he is. <laughs> There's that guy. days we live in. <laughs> for days we live in. Uh, the guy in question is Anthony Senecal. Uh, he was Donald Trump's butler for nearly 30 years, so God only knows the depths of psychological trauma <laughs> that would cause to a man, so that probably should be taken into consideration before judging this old guy too harshly. Now, uh, now he actually retired from full-time Trump butling back in 2009, uh, but was kept on by Trump as an unofficial historian at his uh, Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida. Just, what the, that is a weird... What the fuck is that? What's an, what's an unofficial historian? Is, is I mean, Donald Trump so narcissistic you say, that you, he keeps his own historian hanging You on? say unofficial historian to me, I'm hearing secret gay lover. Yeah, there's, uh, <laughs> there's a, lot of that, a lot of that going that's on. That's all I'm hearing, that's, man. That's, um, it's, yeah. it's creepy. You wouldn't, you, wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't put it past him. However, a uh, Facebook post demanding that President Obama and his family be shot has prompted an investigation by the Secret Service into Trump's uh, former butler and uh, has led to the Trump campaign disavowing Senecal's comments and him as a person, apparently, as well, uh, which is incredible because it takes the number of prominent racists supporting Trump, which Trump has then had to disavow himself from, to an nice even 50. He's doing well. He's doing well for the white supremacist vote, which is brilliant. <laughs> Where's your bat? <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, Mr. Senegal had written uh, that Mr. Obama, this is these are his words, should have been taken out by our military and shot as an enemy agent in his first term. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Uh, he also suggested that the president should be hung, hung, well, for God's sake, outside the White I t- I'll tell you who he sounds he... like. He sounds like <laughs> that, um, that governor of Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, suggested uh, suggested Obama should be hung outside uh, the White House, which he then cleverly referred to as the White Mosque. Oh See, my goodness! There. Very clever. Oh my goodness! Oh, sharp wit we're dealing with here. 
Uh, now, the Trump campaign had to come out and kind of distance himself from this, and they've done that uh, by releasing a statement. The person who released the statement is a, is a bit of a celebrity amongst the, uh, the Trump camp. It's their head spokesperson, Hope Hicks. Whoa. Hope Hicks. That is about as a perfect name as you can have for a Trump campaign spokesman. That's like someone working on the Bernie Sanders campaign being called Belief Communist. They're just, yeah, it's, it's almost uh, like, uh, <laughs> like if you go to sort of certain parts Ridiculous. of West Africa and people have quite cool names, yeah. you know, like, my name is Democracy Johnson. You know, like, it's a bit like, yeah, Hope Hicks. Yeah. The most incredible thing about, about Hope Hicks, though, and just adds to the absurdity of all this, is she is an absolute smoke show and former model. And now she's head campaign woman for, for Donald Trump. Is is anything about this man and this campaign and this election not just entirely ridiculous? Yeah. Um, one thing though that I am sure of as this uh, as this story breaks is it will not dent Trump's popularity or standing in the polls one bit. In fact, even as I'm speaking these words, Trump will be declaring war on the bees or banning Muslims from wearing shoes in public or something, and his approval rating will be going up. The more he gets caught up in controversy, the more offensive or ignorant the rhetoric, the more powerful he gets, which is scary. Um, so even though his closest confidant for, for three decades, the Alfred to his Bruce Wayne has been exposed as a, a bit of a racist shit, still a man who looks like a cheesy knickknack dropped on a barber's floor looks set to be the next president of the United States of America. Boom. What a sorry what a, old what state a, of affairs. What a sorry state of affairs indeed. But, oh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't... Touching uh, Trump, we uh, have it, to. It, it, it is, I mean, the, the butler, I presume also that there may be an agenda whereby he's going to release a book or he wants some, you know, oh, his, his you, PR America, managed. Yeah. And, and Trump likes to brag he owns a, he owns a publishing company, which he doesn't right. own. But he likes to brag that he owns one, so I'm sure he knows some people. It's just it's <laughs> annoying these days, though, that you can you can use you know this sort of rhetoric as 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 a means by which you can then build a platform and and flog stuff. So yeah. in this country, we've got Katie Hopkins, you know, who just sort of oh, consistently do we ever like, have you know, Katie flaps Hopkins? her mouth out about just disgusting like vulgar things yeah. that are you know not not true or based in any kind of thing. Yeah, well, it's fact. purposefully inflammatory. It's purposely inflammatory, like, sensationalist. And you know, wrong. no, nothing any level-headed person or even capable person could actually no. believe. Which she she is to an extent because you know she's doing you know her brand is mm. working. So you know it's just for reaction. Yeah, and I think I, I suspect that maybe this this thing uh, with this butler might be quite similar. But you're you're right in the sense that yeah, I don't think it's going to affect Trump. It won't. And nothing nothing affects the guy. I mean, he it, it's so ridiculous. Never Teflon Trumpy. Kind of... <laughs> nothing sticks to him. Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. He's it's just because if if this was going to do anything, I mean, mm. you you'd have thought that uh, this is almost relatively vanilla compared to what's actually happened so oh, far. Oh yeah. It's this is nothing. This is It's just another like episode just in one, the complete one story charade. from not even one day from one afternoon of the Trump fucking fiasco. Yeah. I don't know what he can do it, now. Well, I don't know what he can say now that would shock me other than no. you know actually concentration camps. That would be that's the only thing that I think he hasn't really kind of <laughs> <laughs> full out just said you know what i mean like that would that would be it that would be oh, okay yeah that's pretty extreme yeah. don but like um short of that i'm yeah, just like it's whatever man <laughs> he's doing very well you can't take that away from no. the guy you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a bloody end that we meet but, but it's gonna be a fun <laughs> yeah. one so you know we live and wait and look forward to that <laughs>
We certainly do. We certainly do. Hey, here you go, Lee, you slag. Oh, bad time, Tom. I thought you got lost, you lady boy. <laughs> lady boy, do you think I am your girlfriend? Hey! <laughs> nah, I got talking, don't I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some old sort, was it? Probably a white old boat knowing you, mate. I'll leave it out, you fucking pods. Now, I was talking to old uh, Ginger Fred, wasn't oh, I? Oh, Jesus, Jesus. I bet that was fun. What did that old bell sack have to say for himself? Well, he was saying, if we don't leave the EU by 2020, there'll be so many Muslims in England that by law, every bird will have to wear them balaclavas and bloody dressing gowns. Fucking liberty, mate. He's got to be taking a piss. Nah, nah, mate, I've heard that. Once they're the majority, they get the laws. Oh, right now, because nah, right now it's Christian, ain't it? Yeah. We're the majority, right? Oh, mate. But once it's the mothers, it'll be hella bleeding Akbar. Just you wait and see. Oh, well, I ain't having now. I'm voting now. Oh, Oi, you. John. Wait. John. Oi, oh, oh, Fadge, mate. F A. Yeah, Fadge. You dickhead. Dickhead. Oh, you've got to vote out, mate. How could you do otherwise? This country's gone to the dogs. I remember when we used to rule the world. And to see the bleeding shambles we've become since then breaks me heart. I feel like a stranger in my own country. Yeah, it's like bleeding fucking oomy goomy bloody gongo stan out there, isn't it? Oh, tell me about it. Me doctor, packing. Me dentist, Jew. Social worker. Pole, Romanian, one of them. Me kid's teacher, chink. The last time I was arrested, he was a bleeding black. The cheek of it. Meanwhile, my bloody sister's at home and she can't get a job. Oh, yeah, yeah. How is Kelly, by the way? Still on the skag? Yeah, she's all right, mate. She, you know, she cut it down and that. But oh, I'll tell you girl, what, she wouldn't have to shoplift to pay for she it if bloody be. Mr and Mrs Giaddy ain't come here to get a free house and bleed the NHS dry. Oh, and there were people who just want to leave the door wide open. Let oh, ISIS move in and blow us all up. Bloody tell me about it, mate. That bloody, you know, that, I'll tell you who is that, mate. That fucking, that, that bloody with, with the cardigans and that, Corbin. Oh, Corbin. Fucking Corbin, mate. Corbin. He's the one. If he had his way, we'd be played by Johnny Foreigner, wouldn't we? Oh. So he'd come over here, overthrow the Queen, make us blooming communists. Oh, we would have that. And what's Cameron doing? What's he doing? He's in oh, get up there. Get up there, Cameron. You know what I mean? Get He's up telling there. us we're going to die a bloody plague and start World War Three. Bloody... I say get up there, Cameron. I say get up there, that Muslim McGee, Bar Barack Obama coming over. Oh, coming over. Get it. up there, Barack. Well, I'll tell you what, mate, he can do. He can do. I'll wait till they get Trump. Now, he, he is a fella you want. I'll put a bloke, can he? Ain't afraid bloke. to call a spade a spade. Yeah, no, too right he ain't. And that's what we need. We need a Trump. Tell all these tree huggers and foreigners to kill out if they don't like it. We need a wall to keep ISIS out. We need a Trump. Who have we got now? We've got Boris. Boris. Nigel. 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 Hopkins. Katie Hopkins, mate. Katie Hopkins. Well, she's a shout. She she's bad. a shout. She ain't, she ain't, she ain't afraid to say, you know, what she's thinking and that. Or like, attitude. She knows, you know, she knows how to get a crowd going. Oh, you know what I mean? she instills people. And she nearly won The Apprentice. Oh, Jesus. Hats off to her. She'd be perfect. Well, I'll tell you what, though, right? If she was running the show now, you wouldn't have that mess in bleeding London. Oh, what you mean? Are you what you mean? Bloody London is down. You know what one. I mean? That's the hey? one, dear. Dick Whitney is bloody spinning in his grave if he thought if he knew a terrorist was running the capital. Oh, Gordon, do you know what else? I heard he was cousins with that Giardi John, and he ain't gonna be happy. He won't be happy. Not till London's under complete Muslim well, I, I, control. Mate, I've already heard that they're turning St Paul's into a bloody mosque, aren't they? Uh -huh. And soon the Queen's gonna be in a burger, and the yeah, companies are gonna be in Al Jelly deals. You know what I'm saying? Uh, enough. He's enough. 
What happens, though? What happens if you try and defend your country? If you're a patriot? Oh, mate, they have a gator, don't they? Oh, the PC Brigade are up They get on. the right arm. They get the right arm. You know it before you know it. I'm banged up for violent conduct. Mate, oh. it's an absolute joke. Oh, we went joke. from world leaders, mate, to a bloody laughing stock. You know what I mean? Yep. Talk about soft touch, bloody Britain, welcoming that... every Bjorn, Fritz, and Bloomin' Alley who isn't wanted anywhere else. Ah, oh, it's a joke, mate. Oh, bollocks, bollocks. Do I right, look at the time, right? I better be off, darling. Alright then, babes. Text me when you get home, alright? Dickhead. Well, love you. Oh, fuck off, you. Stop your gigs. Sports and douchebag sportsman of the week. Uh, to start off with Paul, um, it's not actually a sportsman uh, this oh, week, hello. but it's whoever. For... <laughs> yeah, but it's whoever left a suspect package at Old Trafford uh, today on oh, Sunday, good. which led to the match between Man United and Swansea being abandoned and a controlled explosion being carried out at 4:30 this afternoon, which was Sunday. A device with wires <laughs> attached to the pipes of a toilet was found in the northwest part of the ground, leading to a code red being announced over the loudspeakers, which some fans initially thought was a fun Man United thing, like the return of Eric Cantona, <laughs> before they uh, were informed of the situation and were evacuated out of the ground. <laughs> oh, um, that's amazing. Yeah, no, that, that last bit might not have happened again. But, <laughs> oh, but, I hope it did, though. I hope yeah. it did. I'm sure, I'm sure some people just saw Code Red. Code Red, yay! He's back! <laughs> Eric's back! <laughs> but um, it wasn't that. Now, apparently the device, I've just uh, read now, uh, the device was apparently mm. not viable. It wasn't actually like... Yeah, it was more of a fake but, but one. looked authentic. It looked yeah. authentic. It was looked, looked pretty like real deal. douchey thing to do, I reckon. Um, it sounds start. pranky as well. It doesn't sound terrorist. No, it sounds pranky. It. And it sounds a bit like, um, yeah, what if, if this stuff starts happening at football matches, that is so annoying. <laughs> yeah, that because... We can't, Jesus yeah. Christ. Like it's an it's an important day, do you know what I mean? Like there's this is a sacred day. It's the last day of the season. <laughs> and also, it's just the fact that if this happens at one match, and and it and um, you know, going forward, people think it's going to happen again, or if it, it does happen again, then if you go to football matches, it's going to be crazy. Like you're you're going to it's mm-hmm. going to be such a pain to get in and out of the ground. You're going to be like put up against the wall, full body cavity search. Yeah. There's going to be like yeah, loads of cops with they? like yeah. police dogs and all the cops wearing like rubber gloves and stuff. You know what I mean? Like re- ready to mm-hmm. like get really elbow deep inside you just to sort of make sure you haven't got any bomb making equipment in you. It's going to be <laughs> such a pain in the arse. Yeah, is this, uh, Literally. And, you know, and it's, it's the fans, it's the fans who suffer. I mean, you've got to give a quick shout out to all the, you know the thousands of people from uh, from the south coast who, uh, who drove up yeah. to see their beloved Man United today. Apparently, there was one fan who got special mention today because he flew in from India for his first Man United match. He was a boy, oh, <laughs> like wow. a young boy, he flew in from India for his first ever Man United game, and it was uh, abandoned for this reason. So yeah, it's kind of pretty shit. It sucks. It sucks for them. It guys. does. It um, unlucky bastard of the week, Paul. Again. Ooh. Not really a sportsman, but instead, uh, it's every Tottenham fan everywhere. <laughs> after what happened today. Very deserved candidates. What the hell? Today. So Tottenham after, lost 5-1 oh. today and Arsenal won 4-0, which, meant, which means that Tottenham finished below Arsenal, despite Arsenal being a recidivist bunch of kiddie-fiddling <laughs> dick faces. Um, it's an absolute disgrace. Uh Pochettino's been wonderful all season, but I really think he should be hung. I can't see any other solution to this. Yeah, wh- what an awful it's situation. <laughs> it's the the fickle nature of uh, of 
the world of football management as well because I've heard quite a lot of Pochettino criticism. Yeah, no, I'm joking. He is, he has been absolutely phenomenal all season. Yeah, but he's, it's been, just he's, a... been, he's been hailed so strongly through season and phenomenal manager, great guy. But I've literally seen on Twitter quite a few Spurs fans not. Yeah, not get rid of him. Happy. You just think <laughs> you're dicks. Yeah, yeah, you you're can't. Dicks. They can't have a go at him. Oh, but what a what a turn of events though. And just a horrible situation now where Arsenal fans are crawling out of the woodwork with memes oh, and hilarious oh, yeah. pictures that they feel inclined to circulate. It's just, it's a nightmare. Yeah, you haven't heard a whisper from those guys. No. Oh. Not a, a whisper. I'll tell, I tell uh, you... Apart um, from those two days where it looked like they might do it. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you which uh, little Arsenal player, former Arsenal player, I've heard a whisper from this week. It's not who you think it's not. This time it's actually oh. Ray Parler. Um, oh. who's got an autobiography out uh, and there was an excerpt of it in The Guardian it's just ridiculous it's a classic like footballer's autobiography in that it's completely shit uh, it do- there's, <laughs> let me just read you this one passage it's oh, brilliant please do. Um, it's talking about the arrival of, of um, Arsene Wenger or, or when Wenger arrived and what he did but it was uh, yeah it starts with but we were coming out of a different era. We had an eating competition on the one, once on the way back from Newcastle. It was a six-hour <laughs> journey. So we were like, what should we do today? Let's have an eating contest. No reason, really. Just, it was just something to do. We must have had about eight dinners. <laughs> Baldy won by a mile. He had nine. In the end, we had to stop. A few of the players were being sick outside the coach. But under Arsene Wenger, those days were becoming history. Uh, yeah, so that's from... Uh, Ray of Harlow's oh. autobiography. There is actually, I must say, um, mention of Martin Keown in his autobiography. Quite a I notable mention. Uh, apparently, Martin Keown was quite competitive about his place in the side and used to really um, sort of w- w- was quite, um, I don't know, not unwelcoming, I suppose, to new transfers and was was always very scared that a new transfer would I come bet in. He was goading them. Well, it was, it was, it was, it was a lot of, it was a bit of goading. goading. It was a bit of goading. He lives lives for goading. So if a, if a guy came in, if, you know, if another defender, if they were scouting for another defender and like the managers was looking at it, uh, were looking at him, um, you know, uh, Martin Keown would always be sort of like, yeah, that guy's a bit shit. You know, like the manager's here, just like, (laughs) he can't even edit. He's a bit shit. And, uh, the other Arsenal players all knew this and like they used to take the piss out of them for it, including Bergkamp. And apparently there was one player that the Arsenal managers were looking at, Wenger was looking at, and he was rubbish. He was a cent- he was a centre back or something, but he was absolutely rubbish. And um, all the Ars- other Arsenal players knew that if they just sort of baited up, baited and goaded Martin Keown into thinking that this guy was good, that he that you know it, he he would buy into it. So all the other Arsenal forwards were like, oh yeah. Whenever they watched this guy, they were like, oh, he's so good, he's really good. Uh, just to wind up Martin Keown. Uh, but it turned out with Arsene Wenger actually signed this guy on a four-year contract because that's amazing. Yeah, because they thought that he was actually quite good. So Martin Keown's <laughs> goading ways ended up with uh, resulted in Arsenal lumbered with a crap player for four years. So that was that was good. <laughs> oh, that was good of him. There you go, making it up. Yeah, exactly. Keown making it up. But uh, <laughs> that's pretty much sport this week. Honorable mention though for uh, Chelsea actually and Roman Abramovich because yeah, um, they time. gave Claudio Ranieri a guard of honor. Which I thought was quite yeah. nice today. Uh, yeah, as we, he we love that guy. Last we last game of the season, Leicester coming to yeah. Chelsea before they uh, stabbed his kids and broke into his car, which is kind of harsh. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's called the uh, the Chelsea welcome. Football, yeah. <laughs> Football. <laughs> <laughs> um, just time, I think, Paul, for an audio Instagram. Oh, fantastic! Do you reckon? Uh, I live for these. Excellent. Uh, this week's audio Instagram is 
a picture of the book Mein Kampf by Adolf Hitler, sitting next to a copy of the EU Treaty, uh, Instagram by our very own MP for Uxbridge and South Ryslip, the Right Honourable Alexander Boris de Feffel Johnson. Ah, oh, bless him. Um, he's God out there. He's up, to, he's up to no good. God bless Johnson. God um, bless Johnson. That r- brings this week's hullabaloo to a conclusion. Please tune it's in next week. It's hullabaloo. <laughs> Uh, please tune in next week please, uh, uh, please follow do. us on Twitter at the Gristle yeah. Digest uh, sorry at Crystal Digest please uh, log on to our SoundCloud page and play all our episodes it's soundcloud.com the hyphen gristle hyphen digest we also have like mini vids and funny sketchy things like the sketches yeah. and the highlights from the show uh, I, we try and put little videos up on YouTube so watch out for those uh, yeah check, check check the YouTube channel yeah, they're, they're awesome as well they're really really well done oh like, thank yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> the editor likes the editor likes um, but uh, and also yeah download on our iTunes and Stitch Radio and do email us with any comments and stuff you have we'd like to always like to hear from you uh, we have heard from many people and it's always nice um, and yeah hopefully see you next week Gonna take a freight train